Hello and welcome to another episode of the Born Too Late podcast, where I, Jay Castro, and my friend here, Josh Rutledge, talk to musicians, journalists, broadcasters, label owners, or anyone else making a fuss in the world of underground music right now. This episode, we have the pleasure of having the frontman of the magnificent band The Real Sickies out of Edmonton, Alberta. Josh and I first heard this band back in 2015. And we've been fans ever since. Uh, their newest LP that came out in it last year, uh, 2021, called Love is for Lovers, is available on Stomp Records. And it's one of my favorite LPs, personally, that, that's been released in the last 10 years. I don't think there's a, a week that goes by I don't listen to this record from start to finish. But whether you want to call it punk, pop punk, street pop, the real sickies play melodic, high energy, catchy songs with loud guitar hooks and memorable choruses that drill deep inside your brain. And now, enough of my incessant babbling. This is the Ben Disaster episode. I, I feel like I bumble my words right there with what I say incessant and memorable. That's how good. Uh, all right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> well, every day's feeling like a Monday morning, staying out late, calling it for a do what you want to when you want to do something now. I'm getting older by day, younger at night. I need a little something to feel alright. Yeah, do what you want to when you want to do something now. Yeah, you do what you want to when you want to do something now. So we are are pleased to welcome Ben to the program tonight. How is it going, Ben? Not too bad. How you doing? We are doing fantastic. Nice, nice, nice to be here with you, Josh and Jay. JJ. Thanks, man. Oh, JJ double duo. <laughs> That's right. Never even thought of that. Oh, the dueling Jay. No. <laughs> the dueling Jay and Jay. Jay yeah. <clears throat> JJ. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's nice to be here. Nice to nice to see some faces. Well, thanks for joining us. We're I think we're gonna just jump right into some uh, real sickies talk. Yeah, let's do it up. I just remember the, the first time I heard real sickies. This is, this goes way back. This is 2015, and I heard the first couple of songs that you put out, and I was just blown away. I'm like, wow, this is just so totally in my lane and i i, I was just re really thought it was really awesome so I, i'm just curious about what the inspiration was behind the formation of the band and what like what kind of music you were setting out to make uh yeah well i mean first of all thanks for checking it out in the first place and and digging it you know that's a that's nice to hear every now and then i mean it's always good to hear uh it, the the foundation um rob lawless had had an idea and uh he was putting together some 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 tunes and he reached out to me to uh to sing and at first i was a little little hesitant and then uh i don't know we kind of just started jamming and coming up with like tunes that i was getting into and um it, the more we wrote and how quick it moved, it uh, really became like, I don't know, something really driving, I guess. And uh, we all had this love for Ramones and Johnny Thunder's Teenage Head. Um, we just kind of like, I don't know, I, I really want to, at that time, I really want to front in a pop punk band. So I was really excited. Uh, I also kind of wanted to bring in tastes of like Hubble Bubble and Raxola. I was listening to that a lot. Um, and so I think like the the drive of that original kind of teenage head Ramones, Johnny Thunders with the kind of, I don't know, lollipop, pop punk stuff and all the power pop staples that I was listening to at the time and still um, just kind of yeah, just kind of all melded into this forceful thing. And uh, I don't know, we just kept writing and 
and going for it. Yeah. So um, I don't know, like, you know, we, yeah, I, I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I, th I, th I think I got that question. I should. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? That's perfect. You, you yeah. hit it, man. Um, so I, <clears throat> I just want to go, I, I just want to uh, uh, see if you remember this, um, but uh, you probably don't. What am I thinking? But oh. Ben, the, like the first time I, I remember um, you said, or I don't know if it was you or, or a, like a publicist or whatever, but your solo stuff landed on the doorstep of uh, my old blog, Audio Ammunition. And I think it was the, uh, gosh, it was your EP that had like the big satellite dish on it. I think it was called Close Close uh, Your Eyes. Yeah, Close My Eyes, yeah. Close My Eyes. Yeah. And I remember that that was like one of the first releases that we got like just out of the blue that I was super impressed by. And I remember, um, I think I remember sending you the review and I don't know, we, we, we chatted a little bit. I, I interviewed you for that blog, but um, your solo stuff was a little different than, than uh, real sickies. Cause I remember listening to your solo stuff and liking it so much. And then you joined real sickies. I'm like, Holy shit. He does this too. Um, but yeah, that, that was, I remember being like, it was like, Oh my gosh. But anyway, for you personally, what band song or, or video or album kind of like lit the fire in, inside of you and, and made you think that's what I want to do? Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, like a song video that we did or like that I seen growing Just up. something that, that you saw as a kid as you know, at a young age that influenced you that just wanted to make you pick up a guitar and start singing or write music or something like that. Yeah. So I guess, uh, f first of all, um, I do remember, uh, that, uh, with audio ammunition, uh, I believe I sent that seven inch to you personally. I was, mm -hmm. saw that you guys were doing cool stuff and I was like, man, this is just sweet that there's community. I'm going to send it in. Um, and thanks for liking that too. Uh, it was like, I was in a band, a punk band called let's dance for a long time. Uh, um, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and I think I have one of those seven inches. Yeah. They're, they're probably kicking around somewhere. Yeah, I do. Oh, I wish um, I had it right here. I'd show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was some fun stuff. And I, I just kind of like, um, I was touring around with that a lot. Um, and I had, uh, yeah, bad hand injury or whatever. And then, um, then I started doing the solo stuff and want to get more, um, I don't know. I, I wanted it to be more of a band feeling. And mm. so that, that, that kind of crossover time, um, just really made sense with like the sickies and, and bring it like kind of what I wanted more to a band kind of thing to feel part of it. So I think that kind of like caps that first like transitional um, time period there. But like going back way back in time, um, songs that a song that like really hit me was uh, 500 Miles by Proclaimers. I oh. think I heard it uh, originally. Well, I was like a young kid and it was in Benny and June. Um, yes. so I remembered that quite a bit. That was a huge one. But it also came on in the radio like in the car in New Brunswick, like we were driving from my grandparents or something and my aunt Pat and my mom and the song came on and I was just like, I think my cousin Ryan was in the car too, but I was just like I was just, young, young kid, like, I don't know, five, maybe six. I'm not sure. Maybe younger, but like the tune just like drove, drove home. And, um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, it was, uh, that was kind of a game changer um, for me, like being a young kid and just like recognizing that music is cool kind of thing. Like this is something that moves me. Um, I could tell that it affected other people. Uh, so that was like a huge one. Um, going coastal and punk news or punk TV. Um, 
also much more music had like uh punk specials too um oh, cool. but i remember seeing a video for the black halos um and i was just blown away just i was like this is so amazing and, and it's canadian and you're like yeah. young young rebel like doesn't even know what punk is yet i thought it was called extreme or something i don't know like, it was it was dumb but uh it, that was just really cool and then seeing newtown animals video i was just like wow you can do this with music videos like they can be cool like sweet um yeah so getting and then starting to see like peers like get on there like wednesday night heroes and uh just seeing like those like that there was a platform for for punk videos was so cool like mm -hmm. get into and so that was a like yeah getting into that stuff like kind of became more of a visual of uh of really getting into like all aspects of music i guess um i mean albums i grew up on like green day insomniac big time uh i think uh it was like the second day of kindergarten because i think i got driven to kindergarten on the first day you know my parents wanted to, you know get me into kindergarten drive me there but then i got to take the school bus the second day and there was a i don't know i guess elementary i thought junior high but everyone looks so big when you're that small <laughs> um yeah she made me um a tape because the bus driver would allow like these kids to bring their own like mixtapes and whatnot and they would pop it in the bus and all what yeah. oh that's awesome <laughs> it, was so cool. it was it was rad i mean every friday i think it was kind of the it changed to be more the ace of base kind of like uh, <laughs> scene which was fine but i wasn't as into it and then it seemed like thursdays we'd be listening to nirvana wednesdays you'd be listening to offspring tuesdays you get to listen to green day like it was it was an amazing bus to be on to be honest uh it sounds like it so i got to like i just really got into green day and and nirvana uh, not as much but green day like i later on i was like you know nirvana rules offspring has some hits but green day just like at that young age really got me pumped and i got this tape i think it was like uh nimrod and dookie on b-side a side b side and then i got another tape that was weird al and the simpsons a side b side <laughs> so i just like i rocked i listened to that tape so much and then i got it the actual insomniac album on cd which was a huge thing like being young kid and getting a cd and uh and on tape and i had this ghetto blaster that i would bike down the highway just blasting green day insomniac and that was I don't know. That, that album was definitely one that was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to get out of this town. I want to, you know, be on the highway <laughs> listening to music. I mean, it's like making it sound so picturesque, but it was. It was uh, just this young kid who wanted out of this town and, and got into this band in a big way and then, you know, visualized getting out of there. So that uh, those were some game changer moments for me, I guess. Uh, album, videos, uh, band, song. Cool, man. Yeah, you make it sound like a Springsteen song or something. <laughs> it was. It was a <laughs> youthful boy getting out of town, ditching his gas station job. <laughs> so not, I wanted to. I, sorry, I only had that gas station job for a week, and it was because <laughs> I was grounded and I had to take it. So. Yeah, don't break into abandoned buildings in small towns, I guess. So get arrested. <laughs> Think about a, another band that you know, probably literally everybody loves and is clearly an influ influence with the real sickies is, of course, the, the Ramones. And I'm just struck that with real sickies, you managed to pull off the, the Ramones influence that just so many other bands can't. And they just sound like bad copies of, of the Ramones. So how do you go about being Ramones inspired, but but not sounding like just another Ramones wannabe? Uh, I don't know. This is a hard one. I don't want to knock anyone. Uh, but I know what you mean. Like, and 
at the same time, I'm always like, whenever we get compared to the Ramones, I get it. I definitely get it because listen to the Ramones so much. There's no way that it would not be part of the sound. Uh, no matter. Yeah. If, I don't know. Um, but, uh, I always wonder like when we're not going to be compared, like what, what album is somebody gonna be like, Oh, it doesn't sound like the Ramones anymore. Like, I, I don't even know what makes us sound like the Ramones, to be honest. Like, I'm like, listen back and I'm like, yeah, I can see it. I, we definitely played off some riffs, uh, and that helps, I guess. Um, but I think it's, I think a big part of it is maybe um, that we listened to so much Ramones, but we also really got into a lot of, you know, pop from the earlier decades and stuff that also influenced the Ramones, like more so than having the Ramones influence just mm. us. If So it's kind of like the we're all into different kinds of music um but yeah i think uh i think it was kind of looking at you know more inspiration of of bands that you like uh and i don't think we necessarily set out to be like this is what we're gonna sound like um i know the first few uh, like the first cassettes maybe there was two cassettes and a cd um we it definitely had some like more pop punk songs and those were the songs that i was gravitating towards um we explored a little bit uh but all those songs um just kind of had like a, a the same vibe even throughout our albums i can listen to it and hear like yeah these are definitely pop punk tunes um but it it, it i don't know it branches out quite a bit so it's cool that we get compared to the Ramones. I mean, that's what a sweet comparison to uh, to have. And and the, and then there, yeah, there are the bands that just go straight for um, wanting to sound exactly like the Ramones. And I think that it's been done. So I don't know. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I totally, yeah, I, I totally hear you, but. Um... I'm going to go a little bit off script because personally, I think my next question is kind of lame because we've been talking about it the whole time, but I wanted to ask you this. So you, you mentioned the term pop punk and I, first of all, I think it's, it's, it's cool that you referred to your own band as pop punk. And I'm always kind of nervous about that because <laughs> it seems like lately people uh, don't like that term, you know, yeah. uh, I saw an interview with Dr. Frank and he's like, I hate that term, you know, pop punk. That's, you know, let me ask you this. Uh, do you see the reasons why um, people hate that term? Like, like, are you hesitant to use that term to describe your own bands sometimes? Uh, I mean, like I would put rock and roll in before pop punk. Um, and I would put rock and roll in punk before pop punk, but when it comes down to it like we're we are rock and roll but uh and we're punk but we're a pop band like we're poppy like the songs are catchy so it's, it's pop yeah. you know and there's nothing wrong with being pop pop is great pops pops exciting you know they just say pop pop it's, you can't say pop without being like yeah what a great word so no i'm not, I'm not embarrassed but i like pop punk why not like I do get it. I do think that there's like, I, and I don't want to like jump down like a, like the family tree of like, you know, what's pop punk and, and get into, uh, I mean, yeah. Radio obviously makes people think pop punk like bad. Like that's not good. Like pop punk, you're, you know, good Charlotte or blink Way two or like, I don't know. And, 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 I mean, I don't really know much good Charlotte. I know Blink-182 had a couple of good tunes. I haven't really listened to much of it, but there was some songs I listened to for sure. Like, damn it, damn it was great. And because it was in a movie, pff, yeah. It was, anyway. Um, mm. You <laughs> seem yeah, to be influenced like, by music and movies. Oh, it's it's great. Like, I mean, it's having the visual and, and um, 
and watching something it's just like it makes the scene a lot better it makes it relatable and then when you it just in like really kind of uh heightens the the mood of the song like it, it image i don't know anyway yeah but uh like I, I don't know why people would be embarrassed about it i mean if you are embarrassed about it then you're taking it as insult and i think it's just like maybe too much testosterone or something like that I think it's, pop <laughs> it's, it's fine like what's i don't know like ramones to me are pop punk like it's punk obviously but it's pop like i mean yeah. you know but but that's like the different spectrums i mean like animal boy is like you got some like crazy rockers and then you got some of these like the most beautiful ballads that in my opinion the ramones wrote i mean not the most but like there's a couple of huge bangers on there so like you know it's it's pop punk yeah yeah, it's nothing, nothing wrong with it. I don't know. I don't know why people get embarrassed by it or ashamed. They take it as an insult, and um, I don't know. You shouldn't be insulted by what you're making. So. I, I think it's. I think probably the the only thing I can think of is that they think it it lumps you in with the good Charlottes and yeah, some forty ones and the you know that's the only thing I can as I can think of. I mean, like screeching weasel, they're pop punk. I mean. Uh, the dude's a dick from what I heard. I've, I've never met him. I, I've never met him. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, that's, that's pop punk. Like, uh, there's great bands. Like, Boyd's are a great pop punk band. Like, there's just, mm. I don't know. To me, if it's poppy, it's, it's pop punk. Like, this, there's like how many different genres of, of thrash? Like, how many different genres of metal? Like, you don't need to, branch it off and give it a name it's just that's it's a blanket term and i think maybe putting like the punk in front of the pop punk pop is, like people would be like oh yeah it's cool to like that <laughs> but you know I, yeah i get it i definitely get it but I don't, I don't i don't see a problem with it like if if somebody's like oh you're in a pop punk band and they think you just sound like this then i don't i don't really want them to listen to us anyway <laughs> <laughs> like they're probably not a nice person unless you are a nice person and you think that then i take it back i just you know open your mind yeah yeah I, I, I like to just use it as a way of describing music but not as a way of limiting a band and mm -hmm. that's what i love about real sickies is whether you like punk or pop or pop punk you're gonna like the music yeah yeah so i wanted to ask you about the covid record you did <laughs> quarantine right at the beginning of the pandemic real sickies you made this basically an impromptu record you wrote it recorded it you completed it in a week and yet it turned out amazing like it's such a good album yeah i'm just wondering how you decided to to make this record and, and why do you think it turned out so well uh well i can answer the the first question easily <laughs> um I, I don't know like why it, i'll try and answer the second one but i'll try and do them in a in a whole uh thing here um i don't i don't know what made that album uh as good as it is like um we were recently on tour and we had a lot of people come up to us and and be talking about that album and be like it really got us through and um the impacts of it like are very surprising to me i mean it was a good album um and i'm really happy with it uh but but i the more i hear people saying like you know it really got through them through some rough times kind of makes it more important now than maybe what i thought it was like three months ago or like you know a year ago after the fact uh without necessarily like talking to people outside of my circle about it so i'm only kind of starting to realize that you know it, it was such a good album i, I was kind of like yeah we put it out um but we just kind of i don't know we were on tour with real mckenzie's in 2000 uh 2020 um uh, and it was i don't know we were like in the van uh 
not really aware of what was going on. Like I remember leaving on tour and, and hearing about this like potential virus, like pandemic thing coming and kind of like what a weird time to be touring. Um, but I don't know, I guess we go anyway. Like we weren't really aware of, of what was going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, but we were like, okay, well, you know, we still got to work, so let's, let's do it. And, uh, it was a couple of days in, like it, it swept really fast, obviously, like it, no matter where you were or what you were doing, it came in really quick and just kind of like really, I don't know, it, it hit home like in very close ways in a lot of different ways uh and really quick and so while we were on tour in the van we we're kind of like not necessarily aware of what was going on like hearing from our partners being like you know like toilet paper is out like it's like shit people are going like wild and we haven't stepped foot in a grocery store um haven't been outside of the van except for the venues like not really just still kind of in this weird bubble that was kind of just shrinking and you're like you know i think edmonton was on the on the way home and we finally we had a day to like go home you know stock up on some stuff and that's when it kind of hit like shit like this is this is wild um and everything was starting to get canceled at that time so it was just kind of like in that in this like touring mindset uh, and then having everything kind of crash down, we knew that we had this much time left in the tour kind of thing. So once everything kind of like fell apart and we we're like, okay, hey, well, these shows aren't happening, we we're still on tour time. So we just kind of decided like, well, let's, you know, we got the time as a band uh, set aside. Let's work through that. And uh, we just kind of, we all had, ways of recording at our own homes and so that just became the kind of thing that we were going to do um the we would get songs kind of send each other emails i i went back to work uh so i'd be working and listening to these demos coming in uh and also trying to write but then like basically writing down lyrics uh on the fly the day of so it was kind of like getting two songs write lyrics for it as soon as i heard it whatever came to mind like right then was basically what it was was gonna be and which sounds like hard but all the information was right there um like right in front of you you couldn't escape COVID at the time like it was just i mean it took this long to just kind of start to be able to breathe a bit but um yeah like so i think uh even like when i was recording vocals i could hear like cbc radio in the background like you know like the line like how many more friends got laid off today it's like 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 literally as you're singing a song having this ghost uh radio signal whispering in your ears like what the next song is gonna be like it just it was uh it just really came together and i think because it was very um an impacting time for everyone that maybe it just kind of hit because we hit it very fresh with just like oh shit this is what's happening this is what we're in store for you know and try and have a little bit of like pollyanna to it but with this since like knowing that like friends have lost their loved ones already like knowing that this is like this is serious so yeah i don't know i can uh i can see why it impacted people now i think at the time it was just like okay this is a it's a good distraction it took you know the promoting of it kind of just made like the beginning of the pandemic to feel like it wasn't happening yet. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of just held everything off. And then making music videos for it too is like not being able to be with each other. The, the other thing was like everyone 
on that album it was working that same like speed like everyone was like recording and mixing like the mixing and recording took tons to go through like getting all these files sent to you and and having to go about it that way without much like room to be like do this again there wasn't time for that it was kind of like this is what we got which kind of made it a little bit liberating for me too i got to get away with some stuff like vocally that i was pumped on but maybe mm. wouldn't have passed had there been like more time to do something else you know so the fact that it was just like this is it was just very real and to the point and and with a mission to <clears throat> get it done within that working time space so um but yeah then making videos for it really kind of pushed the pandemic back too and and uh and having to get like creative that way uh it was weird like we during the last two years where everyone was in lockdown we released two albums and probably i don't know like six or seven video i don't know five yeah videos. yeah that's what was actually i was going to ask you about next is is your videos i mean um is that something you guys like doing yeah we love it it's so fun it's uh I don't know. It's a great way to like expand um, your audience in a way. Like, uh, and by that I mean some people just like listening to records. Maybe some people just like watching videos. I don't know. But kind of, it's like having the insert in, in a jacket and like insert in a LP jacket. You get to read it, and you kind of get more connected yeah. with it. I really like watching band videos. Um, I think so do I. Yeah, like you know, having that much music stuff growing up when it was like just actual like videos and punk videos too, like having the punk shows. Anyway, um yeah, we love it. It's it's just fun. It's like you get to ham it up a little bit and you know, <laughs> it's it's not every day that you get to uh sit in an airplane or like you know, spend a hundred dollars on on cake mixing stuff. <laughs> uh you just get to i don't know you get to be creative with it and do fun stuff i don't know it, it yeah making vi videos is is i think it's an important part of being in a band to me that's what i was gonna ask next actually yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's important like having that extra content is just it's it's a good way to engage with your fans and it's a good way to engage with yourself and learn like maybe more of what not just the song like kind of what is like the the feeling of the song or theatrics if you want to go like really you know art about it or, or you can have a video about absolutely nothing related to the song but it still could be a great video like um those chats videos like are amazing and just seeing like that's that's an ammo and the sniffers like there's these videos that would come out and would get still get me more engaged in a band uh sleep for mods like uh just being able to watch these videos and, and like also watching old buzzcocks videos and like yeah. old, like 999 stuff it's like i don't know it's there's just such a uh part of it like it's part of the album to me like you gotta have videos yeah dude i i totally agree i mean <clears throat> i think it's really interesting that you mentioned it's like an insert to a record you know a lot of people these days you know listen to your music on spotify or on you know itunes or whatever and they don't necessarily have something like that and i think like you were saying i think it's important to have a video or it's it's huge benefit because it's that's another way that someone's going to have to connect with your band, your music. That's not going to have that album sleeve, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I love yeah. videos. I, I'll sit there and watch. Do I go down the YouTube rabbit hole at least like three or four nights a week? I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to watch this old, you know, video. And then uh, this old Devo video, and then all the recommended ones. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, and the next yeah. thing you know, it's like three hours. <laughs> 
and you can find a lot of cool bands that way too like um you know i would like for a while like yeah dig music through through youtube just you know look up certain things and then my algorithm just got to a good spot where it was like all these sweet bands were popping up i'm like yeah yeah can deal with this this is cool so yeah. we're talking a, l- a little bit earlier about the comparisons, <laughs> the Ramones comparisons in regards to your band. But I think that starts to change with the, the, the latest album, Love is for Lovers. Because you're doing all this different stuff on this record. You got some songs that are like really, really fast punk rock. And then you've got these songs that are just pure pop songs. And then, of course, you have some songs that are, I guess we call it pop punk. So, so with that album, were, were you definitely trying to show like a, an evolution in your sound and a, and a progression? Um, I don't know. I mean, like we didn't we didn't really set out to make the same album over and over. So like there was never kind of like a defined uh necessarily like we did have um album titles planned ahead and kind of like themes to them mm-hmm. um but uh this like love is for lovers was kind of like a collection of songs that we had been writing and working on and kind of kept getting interrupted by other albums like it was set to be you know like we knew what we wanted like kind of the album to be about we knew certain songs that had to be on it so they couldn't be on the previous albums um i don't like we didn't that's what i that's what i was like when are we going to never be compared to the remotes like when is that going to happen are we going to lose that touch and like i don't think uh like love is for lovers is definitely a standout album for sickies for sure it's just as much as quarantine is like um to me i don't to me maybe <laughs> just because the new album i gotta be like yeah it's great great um but we didn't i mean we did want to reach out we wanted to have like some kind of more rolling stones <clears throat> countries like jams on there because we were just writing these tunes and then we'd be like okay well working on these riffs what do we want it to sound like? Uh, and we'd explore that. And um, we definitely went through what I think is like a bunch of classic sickies sounding tunes with like, I don't know, like to me, the most pop punk tune would be like, uh, think of the sunshine. And I guess, if it was to get like really technical, then it to me that would be the most sugar oi um uh tune. And because it, it, to me it sounds like the vanilla muffins. It's like that, you know, it, it it's got like just the the is it's pop. Sugar oi is like same as pop punk. You could like sugar punk, I guess. You call it people would be more offended by that. But uh yeah, I don't know. Uh it's different um but uh like i'm tr- i'm trying to even think like what songs on on what uh but tear it all down that was like a yeah that's like a 30 second ripper of a tune um and <clears throat> it it does like definitely jump all over the place but in this kind of really cohesive way like I don't, I don't really understand how it works. Uh, we had Mario Nevia come in for that, and he worked a lot with us on, on those tunes. And like, yeah, demoed, demoed that album a few times. It was kind of like losing your mind, especially compared to Quarantine, where it was just like, Pfft. um. So when Mario came in, uh, we just kind of like really took a look at what is actually going on with these songs and um and trying to make them sound they didn't have to sound the same just make them sound like each song and that was kind of the more focus on on that last uh lp love us for lovers 
Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, <clears throat> first of all, dude, you don't have to be modest because "Love Is for Lovers" is a freaking titan of a record. Okay, I just want to say that, and I want to say that "Communication Breakdown" is probably one of the best track one side one uh song of a freaking history okay <clears throat> if you i dare anybody that's listening that has never heard this band to listen to that song listen to communication breakdown on love is for lovers and if it doesn't make you sit your ass down and listen to the whole thing then you shouldn't even be listening to this podcast. That's pretty bold. I'm going to throw the gauntlet down on that. Oh, there's okay? two gauntlets. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's a great record. Great record. Um, Thank you. I wanted to ask you. So in in uh, just because of time, Josh, is it okay if I skip down to your question? Yeah. about? I wanted to ask Ben about um, his radio show. This is pop. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? How you got involved with that? With that? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think. I, I want. I got to tell you about the new new EP that just came out. But uh, yes, but we'll, we'll come. We'll cross back to that. I, I, I just if I forget, I'll be. Uh, I'll be like you, dummy. You talked about all these albums. And you just put something out. You haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> it's coming no, no, no. uh yeah Danny, no. it's not your birthday yeah uh anyway this is pop um yeah I, my friend uh my friend dave finkelman he did a radio show for a long time um in edmonton at uh, cjsr and it was the punk show and i listened to cjsr i get the signal out out in bonacord too so i was kind of aware of it as a teen and and just thought it was a really cool way to hear new bands and um, and, and just be involved in like community. And uh, I I don't I always wanted to do a radio thing. I, I started my own radio uh, broadcasting thing in junior high and really and failed in high. I think I didn't get into the high school um, course or something like that. I just, and then when I finally did, I didn't take it seriously because. I was a dumb kid, but, uh, <laughs> Aren't we all man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of didn't necessarily take it seriously then. And then, um, I wanted to do it. Uh, my friend Alex took over a big a little a, and <laughs> I asked him to, uh, I would go in and do his show with him every now and then as guest and, just kind of being in that atmosphere i'm like yeah radio radio is fun and um there's just no face to it it's just like theatrics it's it's fun um and so <laughs> i wanted to do it was going to be a fill-in show called this is pop and um yeah i just thought i'd do a couple of them but it turned into a weekly thing uh and i got did it i've got i think i just did episode 218 which is damn it's it's still a lot you know um and i i recently took a break i had to take a break because it just kind of got to the point where i was starting to listen to the same things and i wanted to kind of take a a refresher but um yeah it, it just um this is pop is a it's a power pop and punk um and pop and rock and roll whatever really fits underneath the spectrum of pop if it's got a hook to me it's pop um so this is pop like we'll play you know the the hits and like some some sleeper hits and some like actual hits like not hits hits but like current punk hits and and stuff like that okay Okay. uh anyway um yeah this is pop it's just like a high energy uh wild show and um yeah i've been doing it for yeah over close to four years maybe and uh to me it's been a great way to constantly find new bands um yeah i'll do kind of odd themes and whatnot like uh 
I don't know, it, we had pizza for dinner. I had a slice of pizza. So like look up uh, bands with uh, pizza uh, or with song titles with pizza albums. Um, or oh, that's cool. like, you know, if I can't find a song about pizza, then I could throw on like village people food fight. You know, I can <laughs> like expand it a little bit. Uh, and so it just kind of like started discovering really odd things that way um but great odd things and and um so it's just it's been like a fun way to kind of just listen to music it's it's like therapy in a sense like when i could go before covid there was i'd go to the studio at cgsr and i'd usually go like later on at night and uh when no one's there um and just blast tunes and dance around in this small room it was just my own little workout cave i could just listen to tunes i was liking at the moment and dance to them and then just yell uh, into a microphone and now i do it at home uh and it's it's fun still uh i still like it but i miss like that kind of like just being able to just be completely shut out from the world and like just in like this one zone kind of thing, like uh, the escape to get to the escape. And so I still like doing it. I just, I really miss that kind of in studio vibe, Um, but it's still a great fun thing to do. And uh, through doing that, we started doing this is pop records um, and we started releasing um, for a while. I think our first year and a bit we were, really fast and released way too many records all at once without <laughs> it, like you know having one sense or uh, is iota the the right word uh any business skills whatsoever so uh-huh. um so, you know like we'll work that out down the road and uh so yeah like through the radio we did um the label and we got to connect with tons of amazing bands from across canada the this is pop uh this is pop uh canada volume one that we did i think it was in 2000 maybe 19 or 20 uh, 19 or 18 yeah mm. um and that was like yeah it was 17 bands from all across canada and it was just um i mean it was amazing to put together and and uh getting to meet all of those bands in person and drop off the records was was really great so oh um, wow that's pretty cool yeah it was it was it was red like we put it out um and real sickies were heading out on a maritimes tour uh so maybe it was 2018 i don't know my my years are all messed up but a couple years ago released this compilation and uh real sickies were on tour on the east coast so we got to drop off uh, records in Halifax to add a controller, a dinosaur, um, uh, future girls. Uh, then we got to do um, uh, Moncton, where it was uh, uh, well, Eric's band, uh, Cheap Wine, and um, and then Montreal. We got to hook up with Pale Lips, uh, Sorrells in Winnipeg, and Fashionism, uh, Mandel Bombs, like. Uh, mandates like just the hmm. all the kind of the kind of canadian bands that were like active at that time no problems on there um anyway it's a fantastic comp like really cool to to be able to uh put all these bands that i was playing on the radio show a bunch um onto one record and, and of course i had to sneak real sickies on there because you know like they'd be stupid cool. We were too. It made sense, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was super, super cool thing to do. And so, I don't think it would have happened without this is pop radio. I think that was kind of a, a something that uh, really spearheaded a lot of things and and kept me uh, very engaged. Not that I think I was going anywhere with music, like not going anywhere, but like leaving it or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just kind of like solidified my my enjoyment and passion and love for just listening for new tunes all the time and and getting to share that with other people. 
So there's another way to perform and make people <laughs> pretend that I want to be heard by people and be like out there when you know pretty pretty closed in. But <laughs> it's fun to have those uh loud loud uh outputs. So let me ask you just two one th two things real quick. One is you doing the the this is pop from your house? Is that just because of COVID, or is that just how you're going to start doing it from now on? Uh, it was just from COVID. It was uh, the studios okay. got shut down here, and so it was kind of just found a way to to do it. And and I I had, was DJing. I, I was able. To, I don't know. I had this like high paying DJ gig, side story, whatever. But uh, I was nice. able to buy a laptop with it over the summer. It was like, and then I got to do the show on my laptop so i actually would take that uh, laptop with me and on tour and i'd be making the shows in the van sending them to the radio station so like you know anywhere that i was like if i was on the ferry i'd had to record stuff it was just you know uh it, it was kind of a nice portable way to do it but i took that laptop into the bathtub with me and uh it drowned and oh, uh, oh man uh, i always have that i always have that fear because uh, like I, I, I take my tablet in there again to read comics and i'll be like sitting there and then sometimes i'll nod off yeah and i'll, I'll go you know the tablet will just kind of do this oh, like, yeah. well sorry we're it's it, i'll you know it'll almost hit the water and i'm like oh my god if what if that ever happened i'd be free i'd cry yeah you got to be careful with it like, <laughs> i was I was just lounging. I had a board across the bath, and uh, so you know it wasn't gonna fall in. Um, but then I was in there and I was enjoying this movie, and the water started to get a little chilly. So I was like, "Oh, I'll just run the hot water a bit." <laughs> and the water just was just hitting the board, so it was splashing into it. So somehow I, I salvaged it with an external hard drive, made that into the hard drive. Then it crashed. Oh, now I'm using this. Hunk of junk, which I got working for the show. So now I got uh, even better upgrade. So I just upgrade these computers. Anyway, what was the question? Oh, uh, the next thing I just want to say real quick. So your uh, link, just FYI, and I can cut this out of the show if you don't want to have it. But um, to the link on your band's Bandcamp page to the This Is Pop Records, it doesn't yeah. work. Oh, well, that's good to know. I never check it, so. Yeah, like, it's not working. So okay. I'm like, oh, is this gone? Like, I I, I thought maybe. Uh, okay. Is it to the band camp? It, it's, <clears throat> if you go on the Real Sickies band camp. Oh, okay. And then underneath where it says, this is pop records. Yep. There's like a, the link, the link to the, this is pop records site is, is, doesn't work. Under Real Sickies? Uh-huh. Oh, you got link tree. I'm looking at it now. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll look at it later. I'll look into that. Thanks for the heads up. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know just, that we, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we are basically working with like real sick. He's working with stomp now. So this is pop is kind of part of it, but uh, I don't know about the link there, but anyway, I kind of thought maybe, yeah, like maybe, well, you, like you let it go or whatever since. Yeah. Like, it could be an expired, expired thing too. Yeah, Josh, did you want to? Did you have anything? Oh, we wanted to ask you about yeah. your EP, right? Yeah, kind of love to hear. Kind of, because it's such an insane story. <laughs> yeah, and I saw that. With this being such an insane story, I I just think it's amazing that you somehow turned this into this great record. <laughs> so, could you tell us a little bit of, of about how? This whole new EP came to be. Yeah, so the Danny EP. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's like you know, long story short, pandemic can't really work. So uh, we were we were playing a few shows here and there, and then you know, getting new Instagram followers, whatever. Uh, and we got a message, or somebody commented on something like, "Hey, we sent you a, a, a message. It's timely. Can you please check it?" So I checked oh. it. Usually, usually I don't. Um, which is why that link doesn't work. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But I checked it. I'm like, Hey, well, what's this about? So this person uh, asks if we write original tunes and I'm like, you're following the band. Like you should know, like, you know, <laughs> at least how many 
albums, whatever. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, we write original tunes. Uh, what's going on? And uh, they were asking for a birthday song uh, for their kid, Danny, who was turning six. And I, I personally like a challenge. I was, I was pumped like right away. I was like, yeah, okay. Like I already had a riff in my head. I'm like, Hey, sweet. Uh, <laughs> send me some information about this kid and, and we'll see what we can do. And um, he, I got this very, very detailed list of like uh, his favorite, you know, cartoon uh, best friend's name, the name of the dog, um, <clears throat> details about carrying this kid through the hallways to, to make Danny sound feel like Spider Man. Um, it was like very detailed. I'm like, man, stop right there. Like, you're giving all my lyrics away. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I was going to say, it probably gives you a lot to. to it was like the whole thing. I was just like, well, this song just wrote itself. Like, that's sweet. <laughs> So I demoed it that night and, you know, kind of had like that, this feeling like, well, what's going on? Like uh, this person, they're offering us a large sum of money. It was like $500 for, for a birthday song. And I was like, that's a lot of money for a six-year-old's birthday, in my opinion. Like there's no way in hell if I had a six-year-old, I'd be spending that kind of cash. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It, they they wanted to so whatever um and so with that uh i was kind of waiting for like them to ask for like my passport information or like you know see a picture of my driver's license for for oh. whatever reason i'm just kind of like waiting for something to happen scam to pop up oh yeah big time i was just like eh, this feels off but you know i'm messaging like the band chat we're like joking about it like yeah this dude's like 500 bucks and I mean, I guess it's like, you know, support the artists. Uh, you know, like, you know, bands can't really like play shows right now. So offer, maybe he's really into music and wants to like support the scene and his kids. So I was like, well, I got to write this kid. I'm not writing a six-year-old's like birthday song. I'm writing this person's birthday song for the rest of their life. So I got to write a hit. Mm. <laughs> and uh no there <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it became like really fun and then uh you know i'm telling some some friends we're playing darts uh in, in my basement and I'm like yeah tell them the story show them the song and, and start getting these messages being like hey like uh so our secretary accidentally took out uh three thousand dollars instead of 300 because we're going to get 300 up front 200 later uh so he's like, I'm not going to be able to send you the cash for a month. Um, uh, and, and so I was like, well, like, whatever, like, no big deal. Like, like my, everyone's like, this dude just wants a free song out of you. And I'm like, well, deadbeat dad, whatever, like, it's for the kid. But like, we'll send the song anyway. Everyone was kind of mad that, uh, that we would send it. But it was kind of not, not the band. The band didn't give a shit uh but friends just thought like these free song scam like whatever <laughs> and i just kind of i don't know i had a feeling it was like still kind of something more so uh the next day i'm kind of sitting around and like thinking of myself and I'm like well look it up and so i typed in like original birthday song scam and uh it, a bunch of stuff started popping up like oh crap uh, where people actually completely fell for it um uh basically same kind of thing they get the exact same list of like details and whatnot and of like this kid usually the name changes i should also say in this guy's profile picture like it was like a tattooed punk looking dude the kid definitely did not look like he was six years old. He's probably in on it too, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just like it. They went through a lot of work and to target like artists and, and, and bands at that point, like just like blown away. But um, some people like full on, uh, yeah, like accepted the money. They oversend. So it, in our case i think what happened was they actually were do like in the middle of a scam already and probably had like an allotted amount of money in their account to like put in someone else's account uh even though it was like fake money you know what i mean somehow that worked i just don't think they had the money for us yet but uh 
anyway, so yeah, they deposit this money. You oversend. Um, you send back uh, the remainder. So if they're charging you five hundred or giving you five hundred, they send you three thousand. You send back twenty five. Uh, then whatever you send them, you're out. But their five hundred also bounces, so you're out that as well. And then the bank fee is on top of that. So it's it's just like it's a small scam. It obviously works, and it's worked on quite a few people. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty horrible. Um, I mean, there's other ones out there, but this one's just, it's so specific. It's not like calling random numbers, you know, and being like, ah, your identity is being stolen or something. But yeah, <clears throat> well, it was a wild one. So once we kind of caught on to that, I just rewrote the lyrics. Um, <laughs> and so we put out um, Danny, uh, which is the original song for the scam. And, and, and um kind of jumping from place to place but and we released the original song danny and we released scammy which is the the like response to it and <laughs> as i'm dealing with this person i'm caught on i'm now messaging them and being like hey which version do you prefer we want to make sure we get it right and i'm sending them the lyrics to danny and i'm sending them the lyrics to scammy and starting to like really like just drag this guy through like the ringer like trying to waste as much time of his now that i possibly can and uh it became like an ongoing thing for like probably three weeks of like going back and forth with this person trying to get the money to our account because they're like the bands like anyway anyway that stuff's boring but uh yeah so we just kind of went with it like we're like this is a scam the fuck and so weird so yeah we just released um danny and scammy uh, aka danny it's not your birthday and uh and then happy birthday uh which we kind of turned into like an animal liberation um happy birthday song so that's kind of the icing on the cake there it's not it's not like you know uh, a preachy you're like, oh, those preachy vegans. Oh, no, listen to those songs by them. Uh, it's more more about, uh, I don't know. It's like you don't belong in a zoo, and the animals don't too. So on your birthday, if you free them away, then happy birthday to you. You know, it's just kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember I remember listening to that. I'm like, wait, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, gosh, at least – you managed to get a new EP out of this, man. I'm that sucks that that happened to you. Yeah, and a video is coming out for it soon too. No, really? Oh, of course, you gotta have a video with a release. You kidding me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ooh. so we'll have one coming out pretty soon. I won't say what song it's for yet. Uh, you know, could be Danny, could be Danny. It's not your birthday, scammy, or happy birthday. We'll see. I can tell you, it's not happy birthday though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, where is um, the best places for people to to find your music, to to listen to your music, to buy your records, follow you, your in your band? Um, yeah, so people can find uh, the tunes. They can find our tunes like at most of the streaming places that you would frequent. Um, you can find it online, Bandcamp. Uh, you can also order our records directly to your uh, local record store, which is kind of nice. Um, you can, uh, what else? How, I mean, how do people get music these days? Like, yeah, online platforms, like uh, whatever one you'd like to support or not support. Uh, Bandcamp is nice. Um, yeah, yeah. You can just. You guys are us. on, like, are you guys on. Uh instagram i know you're on facebook yeah uh instagram facebook um you guys do twitter we don't really I do don't twitter i think there's like an account but i i like pictures so instagram's cool for me um and facebook is like it's there i don't i try not to check it too often so like i i mean i do for like uh I guess trying to catch up with business stuff if there's ever something there, but I, I find like usually like, you know, emailing the band is best way for like for communication. 
Um, but like, yeah, Instagram, we definitely have a real sickies handle, I believe they're called. And, uh, and Facebook and Twitter was just, I didn't understand it, how to use it. Um, it just, takes getting used to, I, yeah. I don't think I ever got the knack of it either. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't interest me yeah. from what I can tell. I was just like, whatever I could leave it. Uh, you know, some people like sugar in their coffee. Some people don't. <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna say uh, I don't. I like my coffee black. I don't need. I don't need Twitter. I can read a newspaper. Um, <laughs> no, I just don't understand it. Uh, and TikTok, we don't have yet either. So, well, we talked about it. It's just a lot of work. You got to be really dedicated in video smiths, short videos. And we like making music videos, short videos, not so much yet. Though I'm not gonna write that off. I'm not going to say anything further than that, but, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, media socially, you can get in touch with us. Cool, man. Well, <laughs> I, I just want to, uh, again, say thank you, uh, for coming on our, our humble broadcast. I mean, it was great chatting with you. Really humble is with like a life. humble is with a like capital H you, you two are like the, the nicest people that I've talked to in a long time and just oh, man. like the way that. you support music and, and dive into it and, and get to play with your cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's cool. It's, uh, thanks so much for having me. Like, and uh, you know, it's, I've been a fan just as long, I would say like of, of you guys doing what you do. JJ's. Thanks man. I really JJ's, appreciate that. We appreciate that. Yeah. No worries. Let me read our, our little spiel here real quick, and then and then I'll, I'll stop recording. Um, so on behalf of our guest, Ben Disaster, Josh, and myself, Jay Castro, we'd like to thank each and every one of you um, for, for tuning into our, our program here. Um, and we'd like to tell you how much we appreciate every comment, criticism. And if you uh, like what you heard, uh, please hit that subscribe button and if possible, leave us a review on our podcast. Not only does it help help our show particularly, but it helps spread the word on all the people that we have on our show, all everybody's bands, record labels, what have you. So again, I'd like to thank Ben and this is the Born Too Late podcast signing off. Awesome.